this is Mix from Friston Radio. You're listening to Tracks from Aboard on CIUT 89.5 FM. CIUT, the sound of your city. Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today marks episode number 49 of the show and we are returning to the Caribbean. We're going to focus on Trinidad and Tobago, play some great music from those islands, and also talk to two folks who know a lot of, a lot more than me about Trinidad and Tobago. First is Brittany. She's a U of T student, the president of the West Indian Students Association here at U of T. And uh, we talk a lot about Caribana because this interview was recorded back at the end of the summer and um, she is actually dressed up and performed and taken part in the parade at Caribana. So we're going to to talk about the history of that festival. We're also going to talk to Mix. Mix is the host, uh, the co-host of Frisson Radio along with Nabil. That's that's a show on CIUT that plays on Saturdays from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, Mix also tells me about his time growing up in Trinidad and suggests some music for the show as well. Now next week we're going to speak to another CIUT host from the show Indigenous Waves. That's Jenny Blackbird. And her show plays Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. 
And given that there are so many talented hosts here on CIUT that play diverse music that you don't normally hear on the radio, this seems like a great opportunity to recognize some of that talent and to, uh, to speak to the hosts that you know and love. Now, before we get to those interviews today, we are going to break ground, make history on Tracks from Abroad. We're doing an on-air CD giveaway for the Sultans of String Band. They are a band participating in the Festival of Arabic Music and Arts here in Toronto. And on November 4th at the St. Lawrence Center for the Arts at 7.30, they are going to be doing a Sanctuary CD release party. That's their new CD, Sanctuary. And you may recognize the lead singer of that band, Lean Hamo. She was previously on a Tracks from Abroad episode for her band Kazdura, and that show was about Syria and Lebanon. You can go back and check that out. And if you'd like to hear Lean Hamo perform along with the Sultans of String, that group has four Juno-nominated performers. You can head to CanadianArabicFestival.ca, and that show is coming up on November 4th. Now, if you want to get ahead of the game and be one of two lucky winners of the Sanctuary album from the Sultans of String Band, send an email to tracksfromabroad at ciut.fm. And for bonus points, follow tfa.radio on Instagram. We are going to do a random drawing of whoever emails me who would like one of those two CDs. Now, I am absolutely certain I have done more than enough talking. We're going to get into the music and the interviews on this show, number 49, focusing on Trinidad and Tobago. So please, I hope you'll enjoy my interview with Brittany right here on Tracks from Abroad. Brittany, Brittany, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Now, you've been important because um, you're involved with WISA, which is the West Indian Student Association. Association. <laughs> nice. And a lot of those guys have come on my show. Shamil, for example, he was a great guest. Yeah, Shamil, I have known him since my first year, actually. We were both a part of WISA. We were both first year reps. Okay. Um, and we've kind of like grown up together through our university experience because we worked really closely. I love to talk about talk to him about, you know, things, lots of Trinidad things. You know, he likes to post about food and I always, yeah, like, yeah, you know, why are you cooking for me? Because, you know, it looks good. What goes on when you guys meet each other for a club event? Like, are you guys bringing together some cool food? Is there good music? I mean, lots of Caribbean music, food, and the people there are great. If you've ever met people from the Caribbean, the energy is immaculate. And it's just, we try to have a good time. We really just want people, we want to be the home away from home for yeah. everybody from the islands who came here. Because it's really hard to be from the Caribbean, um, and I'm speaking from on behalf of my international like members. Um, obviously, I grew up here, but it's really hard. And even growing up here, actually, too, it's really hard to find a sense of community, especially because UFT is huge. Yeah. So, like, our goal is just to you know be that place where people can go. Um, Caribbean students, Caribbean students from the diaspora, you know, and just be yourself and be around people who understand what you're going through. Hmm. Okay. Now, Brittany, to get into your background, you study history. Mm -hmm. I originally came to this school with the plan of doing an English major. I am doing a history specialist with mm -hmm. a minor in Caribbean studies mm -hmm. right now. Um, and I'm doing a senior thesis, which I'm very excited about. I'm oh, going to be okay. talking Please about... Please tell us about that, yeah. Um, I'm going to be talking about race relations in the Caribbean. Um, that is something that has always fascinated me, especially between Indo and Afro-Caribbeans. It goes all the way back to co uh, colonial times. You had the African slaves, which were there prior to the Indian indentured migrants coming in, I see. servants coming in, and 
it just goes back to colonial treatment, the way that the colonists treated the two different races. And there's like this mindset, especially among the older generation, that, you know, we're better than the other group. Um, and because, you know, they're both people of color and you were conditioned to fight for who's better in the eyes of the white man in order to get ahead in society. So that has really been translated um, to like modern Caribbean parents and stuff like, mm -hmm. For example, I don't know how personal this is, but my, um, we're just going to call him my man. We're, I don't know how to describe this, Your but the, the whatever he is, he's African, he's, okay. he's black. I am fully Indo-Caribbean and my dad grew up in Trinidad and it's really bad in Trinidad. The two, the two groups, hmm. um, especially among the older generation, I was so scared to tell them that I'm dating this guy or was dating this guy and he's he's black yeah. because the mindset has been what started as a colonial mindset is still very present. And that's, that goes to say for a lot of things in the Caribbean, the colonial mindsets are very, very present still to this day. So I wanted to write a thesis on how those colonial mindsets got translated to Toronto during the migration mm -hmm. and, you know, how to get rid of them because yeah. we need to get rid of them. There you go. Well, I hope you're enjoying this show on Trinidad and a little bit on Guyana as well. <laughs> uh, this is Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. We are talking with Brittany and we're going to be back after this music break.
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. We are talking with Brittany, the president of WISA, that being the <laughs> West Indian Students Association, um, an awesome group on campus. I've got to go to some of your events. Like, what are your events? You're making me feel so important by saying the president of WISA. Oh, yeah. Um, so one thing that we are definitely doing is we have a partnership with the Toronto Argos, actually. Um, the the CFL football team. Um, and we are planning to do an event there, um, discount, very discounted tickets yeah. for anybody who's a part of WISA who wants to join. Nice. That's happening in October. There you go. But for our favorite thing that we're planning right now is we're planning to have a little potluck yeah. with all different types of Caribbean food. And if you know the Caribbean, you know the food there is probably, not to be biased, but probably the best in the world. So we're going to have that happening, probably have a little bit of a lime, which for all of you listening who don't know what that just means, yes. party, just get together. Cool. But yeah, we'll have general meetings and it's just going to be a good time. There's going to be music playing. There's going to be food, I promise. Cool. Tell me your favorite type of food and we'll try to get it there. Now, now at this uh, dance and party, this lime, Will there be any screwed light bulb pet to dog? And 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 okay, you know you're laughing now. I thought I did a good job at that. Oh my god! So what does that mean? Because I've heard these words and it makes me laugh. Clearly, are you makes talking you about the dancing? Yeah, isn't that a type of dance? You know what whining is? Go ahead, explain. <laughs> what is it? To the very white colonial eye, it looks very sexual. Okay. Um, but it, it's basically it does. I can it does. Confirm. It does. But the thing about um, you gotta get close hip, with your yeah, partner. Close, or you can do it on your own. I, you know, like Drake said, wind up in the mirror just to see yourself. I do it too. Mm. Um, and lots of hip movements, specifically females um, on males, is normally how it goes, or girls on girls. You know, I prefer to dance with the girls in the club and over guys. It just makes more sense. Mm. But the thing about whining, especially in a Caribbean context, the guys understand that it's just a dance. You can just dance on different people. They won't like ask you for more they won't try to get closer because they understand that's just a dance so there's some respect there. there is respect um and most of the time obviously there's exceptions there's always bad apples in the group but they understand that you know this is just mutual between us and then you're done you move on hmm. and if you leave they won't try to chase you but but that's that's good that there's built in yeah there's sort of rules to, to yeah. the engagement a little bit of history here sure. so carnival i wrote a paper actually i have an article on this being published this year in the caribbean studies journal nice. on uh, carnival so carnival originated from colonial times um it was a celebration to the um abolition of slavery um and basically the French colonists in Trinidad, because it originated in Trinidad, um, used to have carnivals where they would dress up masquerade balls and mock the slaves. When emancipation happened, the slaves or the enslaved people, I think we're going to call them that because it's more of a respectful term, the enslaved people started to dress up as in 
exaggerated versions of these colonists. Um, but they used to dress up as these colonists or, you know, as figures from their their traditional stories, like the Moko Jumbies, for example, which is um, stilt men on stilts, and okay. they're dressed up like uh, African um, ghosts, technically. Okay, okay. Um, very colorful, very nice. Um, and then that evolved. I'm putting everything in a nutshell right now. Yeah, I could talk to you for hours on Carnival. But yeah. that evolved to women dressing up in, and this goes against colonial beauty standards, because for the longest time, um, African and Indian women were thought of as oversexual and ugly compared to the white women so they dressed up in colorful clothing feathers we call that pretty mass so that's different from traditional mass which is short for masquerade okay they you they dress up and they parade in the streets to music um and it's just a good time and it happens every year in every many countries in the caribbean i'm just more familiar with caravana here and yeah. carnival in trinidad yeah if that makes any yeah, sense. yeah i can i can definitely see like the average person in toronto seeing everybody dressed up in feathers <laughs> Going to and and just not comprehending the background Mm -hmm. history to all this that you got into. No, the history, I think, and I've had this conversation with a lot of Caribbean friends and to the average person, it's just an over-sexualized event where people go to see the girls dressed up in tiny little bikinis and dancing on people, but they don't know the history behind it. And the history is what makes it so special. And it's so sacred in that way. Mm. But the event in and of itself is a celebration of, you know, trauma and celebrating the trauma that our people went through for so many years, like hundreds upon hundreds of years. And that's what makes it so special. And that's why I'm so protective of it because I feel like to the average person, it's just, oh, feathers, bikinis, dancing. But to to Caribbean people, it's a celebration of history. We're going to play some more Caribbean music from Britney's playlist, as always, (laughs) on Tracks from Abroad. The student uh, brings a playlist of music from their country, and we play that on the air for everybody to enjoy. We're going to be right back here on Tracks from Abroad, Tracks from Abroad, playing on (laughs) CIUT.
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today we are talking about Trinidad and Guyana with Brittany. Brittany, I want to ask you about this teacher, Kevin Edmonds. He came onto our show about mm -hmm. St. Lucia and taught me a lot. I want to know what he taught you because he's been your professor too, right? I was his research assistant for the last couple of months, but I was doing his research on cannabis legalization, helping him with his research on cannabis legalization mm. in the Caribbean. Yeah. Marijuana was only recently legalized in Trinidad literally this year. My cousin works for the legislator in Trinidad, one of the attorney generals in Trinidad, and she was helping with that. What I kind of gained from this was that I'm still seeing colonial mindsets at work in the Caribbean. Same thing, you know, with the sugar plantations. Sugar was one of the biggest exports in the Caribbean, yet they got paid dust for it. Marijuana is one of, the Caribbean is one of the largest producers of marijuana in the world, and yet it's, people are getting punished. People are getting thrown in jail mm -hmm. for that. Does he think it would be beneficial for countries to legalize or not? I think so. I, he does think it's going to be. When I first start, started the job and we were talking, he said, I believe it should be beneficial. It should be legalized yeah, in yeah. all different countries. People should be able to enjoy it, and especially if it's being produced in this country. Yeah. Now, I read an article in the Walrus newspaper about the reality of cannabis legalization in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I, I think to sort of distill what was said in that article was essentially it was um, overhyped mm -hmm. and there was a bit much hyperbole on how many people were going to be consuming the products, um, how wealthy it was going to be making mm -hmm. um, stockholders as well as the businesses. And it seems to primarily have benefited very few people who were in the right place at the right time. And mm -hmm. now maybe that train, has, that boat has sailed and you're, you're no longer really going to be able to get into that industry. So it's going to be interesting to see how mm -hmm. that affects the Caribbean. But Kevin Edmonds was a great guest on yeah, that show. Yeah, he's so great. If you guys get the chance to take a class with him, he yeah. teaches Caribbean studies. So yeah. try and take a class with him. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, um, just to wrap up here, I want to ask you, you did a great job of explaining it to me, but this Indo-Trinidadian aspect. Mm -hmm. A lot of people wouldn't necessarily associate the Caribbean with India. They're so mm -hmm. far away. But how did these populations overlap in Trinidad? I love talking about this. And I'll mention Guyana a bit, too, because, you know, some as from personal experience, when I have met people for the first time, they have come up to me and they're like, you're Sri Lankan, right? Or you're Indian. Yeah. But, but I have to explain, no, I'm Trinidadian. I'm from the Caribbean. And they're like, but you're not black. I think that's really interesting because, you, like you said, people don't associate the Caribbean with Indian. What people sometimes forget is that after slavery, there was a period where the sugar plantations still were happening and yeah. the colonists still wanted to profit off of this industry. So to do so, they needed another population of people. They tried with um, um, East Asian uh, East Asians that didn't work out. They tried. They wanted to get South Americans as well. That also didn't work out because yeah. there was their own sugar industry happening there. So they went to India and they would. They created something called um, indentured servitude, which, as Professor Melanie Newton, who is great, if you guys could take a class with her, she teaches Caribbean history. So they would offer contracts saying, for like four years, you will get paid this amount of money to come and work in the sugar fields. You'll get lodging. You'll get food. It was a contract. So these. Um, Indian men and women would come on the boats um, and be transplanted to these different Caribbean countries and they would serve out their term on the plantations. They just kept, you know, started alive, kept going. My mom's side was there for four generations. Um, but fun fact is that indentured servitude went all the way up into the 1900s, early 1900s. So my dad's side, it's only two generations removed. If my great-great-grandmother 
didn't pass away, like when I was a small little baby, Mm -hmm. I probably would have met somebody who had come and lived as an indentured servant. And that's how, you know, the Indians came and joined the culture. And they, especially in Trinidad and Guyana, they are such a major contributor to what the actual, you know, the full culture is. Um, I don't think anybody really realizes how much the Caribbean and Caribbean history has affected life in Toronto in particular. Mm. Think about the slang that we use. Think about Toronto, you know, patties, Jamaican patties, Jamaica, you know, that comes from Jamaica. You could, People will go and get patties, jerk chicken, you know, curry, doubles, all of this type of stuff. Food-wise, Trinidad, uh, Trinidad, Guyana, Jamaica, everywhere, huge in Toronto. Yeah. Carabana, the Toronto Caribbean Carnival, every year, that's something directly derived from the Caribbean. Drake uses a lot of, you know, Caribbean rhythms in his music. Yeah. Um, just the entire entertainment scene in general and just Toronto as a whole derives so much influence from the Caribbean and people won't even realize it. Absolutely. So, you know, if you guys get the chance to take a Caribbean history class, you'll realize just how connected you are to this place, even if you aren't from there. Right. Now, I also have to mention that the show on CIUT, Reggae Rhythms, <laughs> plays Saturdays from 10 p.m. until 12 midnight, hosted by Patrick Roots. Give that show a listen. And thank you for listening to our show, Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse. I'm here with Brittany. Brittany, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys learned something new. Share 
You are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Today we're talking about Trinidad and Tobago, listening to some Caribbean music. And I have to say thank you to Brittany in the first part of the show for coming on for that interview. She is the president of the West Indian Students Association, and I really appreciated and enjoyed having her on. In the next interview, we're going to speak to Mix. Mix is the DJ, the host for four years of Frisson Radio. Comes on Saturdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on CIUT 89.5 FM. And I really enjoyed this conversation I had with Mix. He suggests some more classic Caribbean music, which I hope you'll enjoy. So here's my interview with Mix of Frisson Radio on CIUT, right here on Tracks from Abroad. course we are talking about trinidad and i'm here in the studio the map room studio with mix of frisson radio welcome mix hey how's it going man thanks for having me on appreciate it absolutely tell me about your show frisson radio it's on saturday 6 to 8 is that right yeah 6 to 8 p.m um well the show has been around for almost four years uh november 3rd of this year would be four years and essentially i started it in well 2018 and the purpose behind the show is uh provide Canadian artists with a spotlight or a platform for exposure and expression. Mm-hmm. Ones that don't get like radio, regular radio play, um, play this stuff on radio. Hopefully it'll help them grow their audience. I noticed that. I noticed that you guys are great with the Canadian content. Do you have any artists that you keep going back to, for example? Any, and even oh, yeah. from Trinidad, like are there Trinidad, Trinidadian artists in Canada or in Toronto? Well, in terms of Canadian artists, like one of my favorite artists is uh, Kate Toronto from Montreal. Like Absolutely. I, every show I play a track of his. Nice. Like, easily. Nice. Um, in terms of Trinidadian artists that are in Canada, uh, there's an older Calypsonian artist. Uh, he goes by the name of David Rodder. And I've heard that name too. Yeah, and I'm a massive fan of him. I grew up listening to his music in Trinidad. My dad was a massive fan of his. So, I mean, I listen to a lot of his stuff. Like when I'm home by myself, yeah. kind of chilling, you know? I think the first time that we connected, I reached out to you and I said, listen, I'm doing a show on Haiti. I want to talk to Kate Trinata. Do you think it's possible? And you said, well, listen, this guy's got a few Grammys under his belt. It seems unlikely. Um, they actually responded to me, Mix. They said Kate Trinata's, you know, touring. He was, you know, he's busy. I've heard that from dozens of other artists. Yeah. I'm not sure how true it is or whatever. Well, I mean, he is on tour right now. So he just finished his world tour that he did by himself. I know he's also touring with um, The Weeknd. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is a few months back. I'm going to try again. Maybe one day we'll get tracks from abroad with Kate Trinata. But that guy's music is amazing. And, it is. And, and it's a very unique sound. And uh, yeah. to be honest, it's unfortunate. It took him 10 years to get to recognition huh. that he's gotten, but phenomenal, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Well, let's get into your background from Trinidad, Mix. Of mm. course, on every episode of Tracks from Abroad, we talk about a country in the world. There are so many. What brought you from Trinidad to Canada? I left Trinidad in uh, 2005 when I moved to California. I went to school there for two years and then I transferred to U of T in 2007. Um, and fundamentally, I came here for school and for water polo because I played water polo uh, for U of T oh, really? for a couple of years and then studied and graduated. Did you start <laughs> your show when you were a student or afterward? No, after. And what was it that made you come back to CIUT? Um, well, so I used to work in this building, Hot House, okay. and I mean, just developed a relationship with Ken, the director. Uh, I approached him one day with an idea that I had, and he liked it, and he gave me the opportunity, the privilege to have my own radio show. Sure, sure. Yeah. And let's talk about your co-host, uh, Nabil. Yes. What does Nabil bring to the show? And one thing I know he brings is photography, right? Yeah, so I mean, he's a phenomenal photographer, um, and beyond his skills with the camera, he has a, a very keen ear. He has a good taste in music, and... We have a somewhat similar taste, but not similar taste, if that makes sense. Like, we kind of complement each other well. 
There you go. All right. This is Frisson Radio, 6 to 8 p.m. Saturdays. Of course, right now you are listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT. Love to take a music break, and you being a DJ, I'm going to trust you. What song should we play from Trinidad? Um, well, this is another one of my favorite artists growing up. His name is Shadow, and uh, it's a track that is like from, I guess, 90, late 1980s, early 1990s, and it's called Dingole. Dingole. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. If you close your eyes 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. Today we are talking with another CIUT host of Frisson Radio. Mix is sitting across from me right now. We're talking about Trinidad. Mix, you have done, I think, about four times as many shows (laughs) as I have on CIUT. Mm -hmm. Many songs in those episodes. Um, In the past, I've heard about these these genres. Chutney, Denre Segment, Calypso. Are you familiar with these? Which do you like? Um, I'm more of a Calypso fan, definitely. Um, brass, instrumentation, and lyricism. And a lot of it is social commentary, whether it be on a community or politics or just issues in Trinidad. And it, it's timed in the sense that it takes you back to a space in, in or a space or a time in Trinidad where you could sort of understand what is going on. And then looking forward, you could see, okay, well, this is why this is currently, you know? I actually spoke with um, Kobo Town. They come from Trinidad, and this is what they had to say about Calypso and the social messages behind Calypso. Well, Calypso itself is, I, I, I find what is special about it to me is the, the, you know, is the lyrics, you know, the way they treat topics with a lot of humor and, you know, they can talk about very serious things without, without taking itself too seriously, you know, it can, uh, and, uh, and, and that you can have these very joyous songs address, sounding songs like uh, addressing, you know, very heavy things, you know, and I always, uh, that was something that I always found very compelling about, yeah. about the music. Now, Mix, back in Trinidad, um, as to these genres and to Calypso, is this something you grew up around, the genre of Calypso? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, every day I'll be around it, um, whether it be my dad dropping me to school in the morning playing music or me going to his business and hearing him playing it, or just on like the weekends where we'll sit down and eat and he'll be playing music like that too. So it's just part of me. Absolutely. Do you think you would have the same jobs that you have now in music marketing and all this if you had stayed in Trinidad? Oh, absolutely not. Why is that? Why not? Um, I mean, one is a very small country. I think the population is like 1.2, 1.3 million. And so it's a seasonal sort of music and the vast amount of people that listen to it or, or consume it is in Trinidad. Don't get me wrong, it's starting to get into the international market a lot more, but I feel as though it would be a lot harder for me to do what I'm doing here, there, just because of the, the sheer size of it. 
No? Yeah. Ta- let's bring it back to Toronto here. I mm-hmm. saw one of the most recent posts that you made on Frisson Radio's Instagram was about Cafe Paminar yes. in Kensington Market, a lovely place to go. Um, they have, I actually just read this morning on BlogTO, one of the top rated patios in all of Toronto for yeah. music, which is extremely important if you are in Toronto and you know that people love their patios. What can you say about Cafe Paminar? <laughs> it's a phenomenal space and the owner, Puria, uh, phenomenal guy. He's one of those owners that are actually invested in the culture in the sense that he is willing to give any artist, any collective a chance to go into that space and perform. I have a lot of respect for Puri and what he's doing and how much he's invested into like the culture itself of yeah, Toronto. Amazing. Mix, can we go to another song? Another song from Trinidad. Can you suggest one for us? Uh, it's by Lord Kitchener. Um, also another like, older track is from 1991, I believe. And I guess, no, I believe this one also won him Soka Monarch and it's called Sugar Bum Bum. Essentially be best Clipsonian Soka artist, I guess, in Trinidad. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back one last time to Tracks from Abroad. Today we're talking about Trinidad and we're joined by a CIUT DJ. This is Mix of Frisson Radio. Mix, I want to know how you're able to hold on to your Trinidadian roots, having first gone to California and then come here to Toronto. In what ways do you still hold on to those cultures? Um, I guess mainly uh, in terms of music, because like, as you move from one country to your next and you have yeah, enough time to process each culture that you've been in, you 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 could pick and choose what you want. Sure. So, I guess yeah, mainly is music, and also uh, I was fortunate enough to go to school where they taught me how to think critically. So I think that's something that I'm very proud of that I've gotten from Trinidad. You know, is that school? Are you referencing UFT, the critical thinking school, or? Oh, I am in Trinidad. In Trinidad, yeah. Why was that school so important to you? Was it high school? Oh uh, no, it was a uh, primary school that I went to. Um, okay. I, I don't know, just. It taught me how to think and not what to think. And that's the best way I could describe it. It's not about regurgitation. It's about being able yeah. to um, question things around you and come up with your own ideas. Yeah. yeah. Was that a unique school? Or do you think most schools in Trinidad would have given you that ability? I can't say yes or no to that. I'm not Because for sure. me, I wouldn't say, oh, my primary school was hugely impactful. I feel like if I went to a different primary school, I still might be here. No, that definitely won't be the case. No. Yeah. It really impacted you. Yeah. Were there, I don't know, was there any teacher that, that spoke to you in a certain way? I had two, actually. One that was, uh, well, two that uh, named Miss Cadis and Miss Minchel. Um, what when Miss Cadis was like, I guess, primary one, and Miss Minchel was in my last year, which was like primary, no, my second to last year, which was primary four. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good. Shout out to Miss <laughs> Cadis and uh, Miss Minchel. And Miss Minchel. <laughs> All right. Mix, to wrap up the show, I want to ask you about your show, about Frisson Radio. You've been on for, would you say, four years? Well, yeah, November 3rd of this year would be four years. Four years, about 200 episodes week to week. That's awesome. But from what you've already done, where would you like to take it? Um, I just want to grow it, to be honest. I want to be able to have a lot more people tune in. Um, and that way, it uh, affords me the ability to, again, showcase more artists, have more airs on their music, and hopefully they could, from there, grow um, as artists. I think that's the fundamental and like, main thing that I, I'm trying to achieve. Nice. And it would be nice to actually get some sort of like international uh, listeners also. That's awesome. You can listen to Frisson Radio on Saturday from 6 to 8. Well, Mix, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about Trinidad. And yeah, we, no problem at all. We appreciate you being here. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Take care. 
find our way out to the light of day. Eh, eh. Today we have a special moment on Tracks from Abroad. We are going to talk with a local musician here in Toronto. Paul Chin hails from the Cayman Islands, and uh, he is releasing a new song called Brand New Moon. We have Paul Chin here on the phone lines. Paul, how are you? Hey, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Absolutely. It's not often that we get to play a new song, and it must be exciting for you. Tell us about this Brand New Moon single. Yeah, so Brand New Moon, uh, new single. It features Madison McFerrin on vocals. Really excited about it. Uh, it's something I've been kind of sitting on for a little while. And so, yeah, it's a song really and truly about seeking and claiming liberation from capitalistic forces, uh, idle and systemic forces that uh, really just make life hard for regular people. Interesting. I wonder if you can tell us about Madison McFerrin, this co- your collaborator. How did you meet this person? Yeah, so Madison and I have been friends for a couple of years. Uh, I used to I used to run this uh, pop up like online radio experience uh, a few years ago, and it just so turned out that like our final you know broadcast slash event, um, Madison was in the country. She was doing a couple tour dates. So yeah, when I started working on some new stuff, I was like, all right, I think the opportunity is here. Here's here's the track. Uh, here's kind of what I've been thinking about for it, and she was able to lace it up beautifully. Here is Paul Chin right here on Tracks from Abroad. Paul, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much.
take your shit and leave. We don't want you here no more. Don't try to make us believe your deception. You ain't no exception Tracks from abroad. 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 Tracks from abroad.